0: There is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone.
1: Welcome to 47 Survivors on the
2: Fangirl Zone,
1: a podcast on the ABC TV series The Crossing. I'm Terry.
2: I'm Sean Fangirl And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing Episode 1 of Season 1 of The Crossing.
0: Steve's always so hopeful when we have a new (laughs) show. He's like, Season 1? I'm like, I've had too many burnouts, so I'm afraid.
2: (laughs) Fear not. We've done pretty good with the ones we've uh, covered here over the last couple of years that That's we've true. at least gotten multiple seasons. It's so. usually
0: just me and Jess. We don't make it very yeah. far.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this was
0: pretty good though for the pilot. I wasn't sure what to expect. I mean, what did you guys think just in general watching the pilot?
1: I thought the I thought the premise was interesting. There were some kind of retreads of old themes, a the local authority being overrun by the feds. God, we've seen that a million times. I like Steve Zahn. I think he's a good actor. And the woman who plays the FBI agent, uh, I think they're both good actors, but it's just that was kind of a retread. But the whole idea where everybody was showing up where they showed up and it caused so many deaths and the little tease of the reasoning why they showed up where they were, I thought was uh, definitely interesting. Uh, I wouldn't give it stellar marks, but it was definitely attention grabbing, I thought
2: yeah it was definitely a a fun episode, and they're trying to kind of make it sound like it's the next new lost and I just won't go that far yet. They got to come up with a whole lot <laughs> more intrigue than what we've got right now, but from the setup, I like it. It had all the things that I'm looking for in a show to enjoy and and yeah the the little um uh, at the end was um unexpected. To be able to get that that soon. So I I kind of went, piss pump. Okay. I'm in.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It did have, like you guys were saying, like kind of a familiar feel with some stuff that we've seen previously. Uh, The people that I've talked to who've watched already, a lot of them were saying, well, it felt kind of X Files or, oh my gosh, I can't even remember all of the shows that they were comparing to. But it it just had enough where it's like, all right, I want to keep watching and it didn't turn me off because it didn't feel like a complete rehash of everything. So, that being said, Terry, why don't you take us into the, the little synopsis we have for the pilot, which is way more than we get for a certain other shows. Yeah.
1: <laughs> our our one-sentence
0: recap on sci-fi, which I still love, but ugh. Terry, take yeah. us in, shall you?
1: Man, she's breaking me in hard here for my first time on the Fangirl Zone uh, <laughs> network. Wow. You get a cookie at the end, it's fine. Okay, come to the dark side. We have cookies. So this is our pilot episode. It's after 47 refugees mysteriously wash up in a small fishing town. Local Sheriff Jude Ellis teams with DHS agent Emma Wren, that's a weird name, to assess their unusual claim that they're fleeing a war 180 years in the future. See, that was the hook for me. Yeah. Yeah the mystery deepens when Jude realizes that one of the new arrivals possesses heightened abilities and is a threat to his town, setting the two of them on a collision course. As the rest of the refugees acclimate to their unfamiliar surroundings, Emma learns that one has information that calls into question everything she thought she knew about our present time. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. (laughs) Hey, now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was the
2: hook. Yeah. The future? Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the, no, actually, it's the past, but... <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. To me, it, to me, the, enna- me?
1: Yeah, the, the, the comparison that I would make is kind of like, uh, oh, what was that series that...
2: Um, 4400?
1: No, uh, Roy Scheider was in. Uh, Sequest? Yes. Is yeah. that it? Sequest kind DSV. Of a, kind of a cross between Sequest and Stargate.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: Being that I didn't see Lost, and after what I heard about the finale, I'm glad I didn't. And I'm going to lose points with the fangirls on listeners. I was not an X-File watcher. I'm a fringe watcher. So, uh, but that's what this kind of reminded me of, kind of a cross between Sequest and, um, definitely Stargate. You know, like <laughs> okay. coming from one area and another, and even the Stargate circle, it, it looked like it was water that you were passing through. So, right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I thought it was interesting how they throw it in and, you have Jude Ellis, who is the sheriff. That's Steve Zahn that, Steve's on, that we we're talking about, who's in this small village and, or not even small village. It's a small town. I don't know why I said village. Sorry. You guys know what I mean. Whatever. On the Oregon coast. And apparently he left Oakland because of uh, some stuff that they didn't exactly go into detail.
2: Yep. And. Yeah, we didn't get the details, but you could definitely tell that he's separated from his wife and they do have a child. Yes. Yeah. A young one, at that. Yeah.
0: But he's trying to relax, and like you kind of brought up, he's doing yoga. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do yoga. I fell asleep last time. That was bad. <laughs> but all of a sudden, his deputy's there. He's like, yeah, there's a problem. Okay, they go over to this beach, which is apparently closed at this point, and you have a body. Okay, that's weird as it is, because you never know what's happening and then another and another and another and all of a sudden it's like just all these bodies and they're freaking out and the fact that they were able to get all this help there as quickly as they did really surprised me and i don't know if that's because living where i am like i don't see that all of a sudden you have tons of help coming like that
2: right (laughs) yeah big towns don't quite react that way yeah no
0: And, I mean, they're pulling all these bodies out. And just, like, looking out, if you were the sheriff or just the fisherman in the area, and all of a sudden you just keep seeing these bodies come up from nowhere, like, I think that would be a little freaky.
2: Unnerving, absolutely. Sure.
0: And how the heck did the feds get there so fast, then?
2: (laughs) Well, that's,
1: that's something that was, you know, when they found the bodies, it was daylight. And when we saw most of the help, fully engaged in recovery, it was dark. Right. So it had been at least several hours. See, I'm just thinking uh, daylight
0: savings. It could have been all of like four hours at that point. <laughs> oh, she's still stuck on daylight
1: savings. Come over here! dark! We're over here on the other side of the cave. <laughs>
0: but, I mean, that that was just crazy how they had that. And, I mean, I can see that being something that is going to get around a town pretty quick, especially if it's a small town. Right. And so I I don't understand either how all of a sudden it's like the feds are like oh no information in or out nobody's in really you're on a freaking beach again maybe it's just me, where I live I don't see
2: right that. and me, no it, it it did it, it was very um, unusual that the feds all of a sudden would show up in force for something you know just some strange happening. But well, I think we, at I the think we end, gotta, we find out why. Yeah, that's what I was going to
1: say. We got a hint why. Yep, yep. Yeah. Oh, yes. All these people who are
0: who did survive, the 47 out of, I'm sorry, guys, help me out. Was it like 300?
1: No, I thought it was, um, wasn't it in the 200s? 200, 200? okay. I forget.
0: So it was a small percentage. Yeah. Compared to how many
1: bodies washed up. Right. Because she says to the guy, her, that this superior... You know, I've got X number of dead bodies. I wish I knew why. And I forget the math now, but I think it was like 200 and something was the grand total. Okay. I think.
0: And then just, (laughs) yeah, all of them. I understand you're going to interview these people, but I feel like you would have taken them to a hospital first. No.
1: No. No? I wouldn't. Oh. You want to interview them at the scene. You might bring medical attention to them.
2: Right. You don't know where they came from or anything. And, of course, we find out that. She is a, um, Emma is a um, immigrant herself. Right. So she kind of knows the the protocol for unusual immigrations.
1: Oh, yeah. And I think if they had anybody, which we didn't see anybody, with like major injuries, like a broken bone or or uh, a hurt back where they could hardly move, they probably would take those individuals to a hospital, but these were just people that you're, They've just kind of taken in a lot of water.
0: Yeah, so, you can say that.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, they're going to, unless they're, there's an absolute need to get them to facility, they're going to treat them on site and they're going to interview them on site.
0: See, I, I didn't realize that. Of course, haven't been in any kind of major crisis like this, so right. thankfully.
1: Well, my FBI training tells me that that's exactly <laughs> what they would do.
0: Is that what you call... Binge-watching Fringe? I mean, I don't know.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Doesn't doesn't that count?
0: (laughs) But it's interesting because they have all this technology, so they can kind of do lie detectors with their computer, but, like, by face, and I guess they hook them up to heartbeat. I don't know. And all these people are telling the same story and the truth, and they're suddenly from 180 years in the future, and, oh, guess what? All this weird shit happens in the future. Yeah. What?
2: Yeah, we're running from a war.
0: Not just any war. Yeah. Apparently one yeah. one that I, of course, was thinking about another show that Steve has done <laughs> when they were talking about <laughs> the changes and the people in the future and and there's this group called Ape, the Apex. Apex. And I'm like, ooh, are they from like Wayward Pines? Yeah. <laughs> whole different show. Whole different. <laughs> Should, but it's like, hmm, now I have a crossover happening in my head.
1: You know, I was digesting my food just fine until <laughs> you had to say those two words in that order. <laughs> Wayward Pines. Oh, I'm
0: sorry. Uh-huh. We're mad, too. We finally caught up, but finally.
1: That's all right. Steve, if it comes back, I'll still do the podcast. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah. <laughs> we got word two weeks ago that, nope, it's done. So, that's right. So long Fox long. Finally announced it.
0: Long yeah. wait for a train that don't come.
2: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but our podcast is doing real well over on the Hollow Nine Network. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> great. Yeah, we had almost all all of the second season was in the top twenty five or something. Oh, hey, yeah.
0: <laughs> See, yeah. and now I now I think those people can follow us over here because we don't know what those apex are. All we know that's is right. they are fast. And they're smart. They don't have to talk. We don't know.
1: They're actually from Krypton. It's <laughs> a whole other. Show. I mean, who else do you know does that? Superman leaps like that. The way yeah. she, the way she does in the hangar.
0: Yeah, it's who else? Weird.
1: You, who the hell else have you seen that does that? It's Superman. <laughs> they got like a, they got a hyphen E L in their name somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you really ask, Maggie L, Fred L, Resell. I mean they got a they got a hyphen L in their name somewhere. Come on.
0: Well, there's other families we don't know. They can they yeah. can be a uh, vex. Uh, what is it? A vex. Like, what's the new one? Oh, God, I was just watching the show too and I got the wrong uh, hyphenated name.
2: Yeah, the wrong <laughs> middle letter. I know. Wow, wow.
0: Anyway, let's go back to talk about these survivors and this one in particular who shows up now? I want to point out that the one that shows up, who we're talking about, is Reese, who seems to be—I don't know—more advanced than the rest of them. So we're oh, thinking yeah. she's There's an A. No
2: doubt, because we open and we see her going going down and getting her daughter and basically pushing her towards the surface, the surface. Yeah. as she sinks. Yeah. That and was she,
0: sad. I was like, i up not saying that because I'm like, oh no, you see this, I'm assuming mom or caring right. individual helping a child yeah. and I'm thinking she's done for.
2: Right. And then she gets picked up miles off coast yeah. by fishermen and you go, what's going on here? How'd that happen? Yeah. <laughs> and
0: I want to know, I mean, we hear that these other people who are telling the feds the story that they're from the war and, and how they got there, they're like common. But just because they're saying it, we haven't seen them do anything. So they may be way more advanced than we are. And maybe you mean, Reese isn't you mean the, quite where we're automatically assuming she is.
1: Right. You, mean, you mean they, as in the 47, yeah. are more advanced than us yes. right now in 2018? Correct. Well, I would imagine that they are in a lot of ways. Even the, the, the one, uh, the black guy, he was saying, you can't imagine what's possible in the future. Well, nobody can, obviously, but <laughs> yeah. but I mean I'm sure that they all know different things. I mean, even food is different.
0: Yes, they right. didn't make a point of that with meat.
1: They're talking to, yeah, meat actually comes from animals and the black guy is like, Well, this is the way America used to be.
0: Yeah, and the and one I'm girl like, was like, Ew, that's gonna make me sick and I'm like, What?
1: I just sat there and thought, Oh crap, everything is GMO crops in the future. Yeah. Even
0: meat. <laughs> I'm gonna grow totally a hamburger over here. Oh wait, that's a whole different
1: show. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Got a hamburger tree. I mean, even the uh, uh, Reese when she was in that restaurant that the guys took her to uh, from the ship, and she was eating what I'm assuming would be seafood. And she, uh, after she gets done talking to the guy, and he gets up from the table, she looks at these pictures of. uh, It looked like big fish catchings, right? And and she kind of just pushes the plate away from her, and it's like. Yeah, everything really is GMO food. Ew, what the hey, you know?
0: Maybe they all just have spam.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, you, you know, know what, you what if you know what if that was the case, I think I could live with that to GMO stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I could roll with spam. Yeah, I could roll with spam. Grill it up, it's good. Yeah.
0: Okay, I'm not, I'm not dogging spam because I used to eat spam and yeah. I love frost- <laughs> fried spam. I don't know what
1: was with that, but
0: yeah. I don't know, It it's weird. Because just the little things that they're saying, it makes you kind of just cock your head like, wait a second, what?
1: Yeah. That's all the little crumbs are leaving. That's what I like.
0: Yeah. Yep. And that's what I Absolutely. think is going to be the hook. And then, like yeah. Steve was saying about the interesting info that we got from a higher-up already. I hey, know. So, Steve, why don't you talk about Homeland and our higher-up that decided Oops. to help.
1: do 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 do
2: yeah, of course we, like we mentioned before, Emma Wren is the original lead and she's pretty much by the book until, uh, she meets up with her boss, undersecretary Craig Lindauer, who, uh, seems to know a lot more about the migration than he's telling her because he actually pulls her away from a meeting where she was supposed to give a presentation of what was going on. But, Red flag. Hmm, yeah, oh, yeah, big red flag. Yep. Now, of course, her second in command is Bryce Foster, a young guy who seems like he might be a little over his head, like the uh, sheriff's deputy. Yeah. Right. Just the deputy's not the, uh, not young, but he's grew up in that town. So he hasn't had to deal with anything major. At least, uh, the sheriff has. So yeah, uh, cause
1: he even says to the sheriff, he says, I guess you've seen some. He's like, what? Bodies right <laughs> you know and and the sheriff kind of blows it off as you know, a few, you know, so obviously this guy
2: has the
1: the second in command locally he uh it's been, he's there and it's such a quiet town that he hasn't had to deal with that kind of stuff,
2: right, and of course, Emma's boss is basically making sure as much doesn't get out as possible mm.
0: again it's like and and can I just say the boss there, Jay Karns. I couldn't figure out where he was from. He is a sci-fi alum. Yes. From Twelve Monkeys, which we always yep. love when we get those crossovers. Shock the monkey! <laughs> um,
2: yeah. yeah he of was course, so we gruesome. also yeah. like
0: when right away they you got a bigger boss like that. All of a sudden, like, oh, let me help. Let me give you everything you need. Here's this. I'm like, uh-uh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched too right. many sci-fi shows to know that you're dirty or something.
2: Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. And of course, we also meet a DHS camp guard, Roy. Oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> boy next door. Yeah,
2: Roy next yeah. Door. We'll Say the that. least. Gosh, golly, shucks. <laughs> And is a straight arrow, but it looks like things are changing very quickly as he seems to have an interest in one of the survivors, a young teenage girl who is by herself.
0: All right. I don't know if
2: you can uh, well, say teenage. I don't know if I she not seem too young. Early 20s. Okay. Yeah, she could yeah. be. Yeah. You can't. Forget, you got, we're old. Got
1: <laughs> I he's refuse got, to say I'm old. <laughs> He's got good taste. She's a cute kid. She is. Yep. I give him thumbs up.
2: Yeah, he gave her a pair of sunglasses.
1: Yeah. Oh. Against the rules. We're not supposed to talk that, to you. Now that's true love. All right. That's all <laughs> I'm going to tell you. <laughs> that's true love, right there.
0: Well, we'll see if the Roy next door like works out with this girl.
1: <laughs> oh, that should be our name for, for the rest of the show. The Roy next door. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> but
2: now I do. Oh, I'm there's sorry. a couple of people we aren't didn't see in the uh, pilot that will probably play big roles, and of course one is near and dear to our hearts. Yeah, as a, another vital member of the government team is virologist Dr. Sophie Foreman, played by Georgina Hag
1: <laughs>
2: from Fringe.
1: Hey now, oh Etta, we have missed you.
2: Yes. There you go. So it uh, looks like she may be uh, one of those that kind of plays both sides of the fence for a while until she decides which way she's going to stand. That, so that like, might be interesting.
1: Like most virologists, yeah.
2: Right.
0: Well, it's the whole thing that they're bringing in these people and what we've heard from the, the survivors so far about it being, oh, the scientists basically went too far and they were curing disease, which doesn't sound bad, right? Right. But then suddenly it's, oh, but then it caused this to happen, and now we're with the government. It's like, did it all happen? Is it a paradox? It all happened because they came back. Right. Yeah. Kind of interesting how they were saying how they came back, and it was all rushed, and some people paid a lot to get through, to get there. And I don't know if you guys noticed, everybody... They weren't wearing shoes. Oh,
1: I didn't notice that. They
0: were in, like, socks or, j- like, um, like surf shoes, maybe. But, like, nobody oh. had shoes on when they were showing them in the water.
1: And I, I didn't
2: catch that one. And I? I'm
0: like, is that a thing?
1: Am I just noticing it? Like,
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, No. nobody has good arches in the future. Yeah, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Everybody's flat I don't
0: know. I mean, ultimately, Terry, what do you think with, what we got with the Survivors, and do you want to talk about any of them? Not really, but anyway. Um...
1: <laughs> well, let's go into a little bit of uh, exposition about that bunch of motley folk. The Survivors uh, fled the future, and they were looking for a better life. And fellow that I mentioned earlier on, Caleb, uh, and his wife Rebecca, they're still struggling with uh, the loss of their daughter. Actually, we saw him first, and then she kind of wakes up, on the beach, opens her eyes, and I go, oh, my gosh. Hannah, who's, uh has a sweet exterior, but mass a massive, gritty survivor who has learned the hard way what it takes to survive.
2: And you can't tell that from what we saw in this episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. And then uh, Paul, he's anxious, haunted, desperate to see the outside world. Wasn't he the one that had the information, or is it a different one? I think No, I, I think, think that was he- him. Yeah, it was Paul, wasn't it?
2: I thought it was Josh. I thought it Might was another have been one. Josh.
1: Might have been Josh. But anyway, Paul, anxious, haunted. I mean, who else wouldn't be going through all that? Anxious, haunted, and desperate to see the outside world. I mean, they're all being kept, like, on the beach. And it's like the, um, I think it was later that night they took them to their temporary homes.
2: Yeah, some yeah, like old campground. scout campground. Yeah,
1: Yeah, yeah. which look kind of
2: cool. I wouldn't mind staying there.
1: <laughs> but I like going camping now and then. So then we have Reese, who we mentioned refugee too but she's different boy is she different. <laughs> she's different uh, she's an apex uh, which is a gen- member of a genetically engineered human population uh, that possesses dramatically heightened physical and mental traits gee i hope this is not going to be another pro transhumanism show because i hate that movement that's a personal thing we'll get into that later maybe in the future she was a soldier And uh, she was tasked with eliminating members of the lower common class. Which is what we're
0: assuming all the other survivors are, correct?
2: Right, yes.
1: So 180 years in the future is the same as 180 years back, like right now. Great.
2: Right, yeah.
1: Jeez. Uh, Her only goal once she arrives in Port Canaan uh, is to find her daughter, Leia. And this is the young girl who we uh, saw, the blonde girl. And uh, so that was her mom. Reese is her mom. And still wondering how they got so separated, she pushes her to the surface, she disappears, and then she reappears somewhere else. Riptide. <laughs> Riptide, baby. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're strong. They always tell you, be careful. And then she's taken to a secret camp with the rest of the new arrivals, and Leia tries to adapt. Still saying she wants her mom. The uh, Homeland Security agent, she gives her a doll, and she, or no, one of the other survivors pulls a doll out of this bin and gives it to her. And it's a little bunny, little bunny rabbit. And and the little girl looks at it and goes, what's this? That was weird yeah. to me.
2: <laughs>
1: and then the woman sits there and goes, well, they call it a rabbit. Right. So I'm like, there are no rabbits in the future. Great. Yeah. <laughs> I never had one as a pet, but I happen to like bunnies. Right. I, I thought think it was
0: kind key. of weird the way some of the stuff, like I said, it, little things like that, they call it a rabbit. Yeah. What, what do you mean they call it? Okay, you yeah. don't have rabbits, but you don't. You don't know what they are exactly?
2: Right.
1: Yeah, that's, and it's just a doll. I mean, this girl, I mean, I guess being so distraught, she's not just going to sit there and go, oh, a doll, great. I, you know, I guess her mind is probably going a mile a minute, but she doesn't no. recognize.
2: Right, and you got to remember who sh- her mother is. Yeah. If Reese is her mother that was a genetically engineered human, then it, doesn't it add up that Leah may. Also, oh,
1: I think she definitely is because of what
2: we saw, right?
1: When they were on that bus to the, the, the the boy scout or girl scout camp, whatever, she pulls up her sleeve and she shows like she's got these welts or whatever, some kind of like part rash, part welts on her forearm. And the look on her face shows that it bothers her. It's irritating her. I imagine that's a point of injecting stuff uh, into her to make her an apex as well. So it just hasn't uh, kicked in yet.
0: I wasn't sure, sure what that was. I thought it could have been something right. from them traveling,
2: and I was hoping that yeah, was going to be explained. Of traveling, the time travel. Yeah.
1: Well, if if we see somebody else with the same rash, then I think it's probably that. But right now, I'm thinking, being that's her daughter, they probably started treatment treatments on her, like injections, or they put something underneath the surface of her skin. Oh, okay. And it's irritated her skin to where it looks like kind of a rash, or like kind of like circular welts. Yeah. Right. In her skin. Yeah, so...
0: I thought it could even be like a brand or something.
1: Oh, that's... I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, it could be that too. Yeah. That could be like an Apex uh, branding type thing. Oh, I like that. we got to keep her around. Thanks. (laughs) So she tries to adapt uh, with the other refugees. She'll find herself fighting a devastating virus that she has brought with her from the future. So so much for that great idea. Maybe that's a sign of the virus. Yeah. Uh, you know, I thought it was such a great idea.
0: <laughs> oh, great. Come back to infect us. Wonderful.
2: Right, yeah. I mean, this is maybe a way to eliminate, make sure they eliminate the group that came before them.
0: Which is something, is yeah, it, that we kind of find out that they were not the first.
2: Right. Yeah, that was
1: creepy. I was like, you know, we're not the first ones here. Whoa, dude! Yeah, uh, it could be that, like, when you get inoculation and it's got stuff in there that's supposed to help your body build up immunity, maybe this virus is to strengthen her immune system or something, but it could be infectious to others. right? Mm, Okay. maybe, Maybe that's part of the making her an apex, or it could be like maybe we could meld the two ideas together about this virus that maybe she had in the future or brought it with her in the time travel. Or maybe she got bit by a uh, jellyfish underwater. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> it could be anything. <laughs> could be anything. Yeah. Yeah, but but Reese has apparently raised a fighter, capable, resourceful, and brave. We just haven't seen that yet. I want to see her like do some like. No,
2: yeah, she was very uh, silent basically through the whole episode. But sure, I mean that is a, a sign of strength. I mean she's not falling apart because her mother's not there.
1: Right. Yeah, but silence could also be that she's, which I don't think is the case here, but silence could also be that she's in shock. Right. You know, sometimes even an adult who's going through that, they don't say anything for a while. Right. She's trying you know, to take it all in. Sure. Imagine going through all that and then you awaken and you're underwater. Yeah. <laughs> like whatever it is that you were doing, that you're unconscious. Then when you become conscious again for a moment, you're underwater. Holy crap. And then you make it to the surface somehow, and then she's on the beach, and she's apparently passed out on the beach before the sheriff gets to her, and she's just starting to wake up. So, holy moly, it'd be like, ah, what am I doing here?
2: How did I get here? Yeah. And where is here?
0: Yeah. Hmm. I think the biggest, like, loop that they threw us for this time, though, was the ending. Right. We have the guy go, and he's going to talk to the undersecretary. Our Mr. Lindauer yep. and very smoking man hiding in the shadows
1: yes yeah. I was just gonna say that because I know <laughs> the image and I was like all he needs is a cigarette
0: yeah, yeah I was waiting for one to light up but yeah. talking to him and he's like so you know you know people who were here before he's like can you identify them and then he comes into the light and it's like <gasps> basically the guy's like crap yeah, I'm screwed. Damn. And I'm thinking, why would you put all your cards on the table at one time? Because you don't right. know, what if you are talking to one of them? And it's like, oh, I am talking to him. You have a horrible poker face.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no joke. Well, he's creepy looking anyway. But...
0: And it's like, oh, that answered my question. All right. Now, I'm waiting for him to, like, throw him over the bridge. Yeah. Oh, absolutely.
2: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Maybe that's how the next one's going to open.
2: Right. What? Yeah, we'll we will we'll see this guy in this episode, and then he'll just disappear. Yeah. Yep. And the undersecretary just said, "We'll say, yeah, he jumped off the bridge and trying to escape."
1: Well, you notice that when the truck that pulled up on the other end of that bridge stopped and dropped him off, it backed away from the
2: area. Mm-hmm.
1: So basically, all you have are the two guys, the car that the undersecretary came in, and then I don't know if he had a driver or if he drove himself. And that's all you've got on this deserted patch of elevated road. Yeah,
0: plausible perfect <laughs> deniability.
1: Oh uh, yeah. yeah, perfect scene to go kill somebody. We could all yep. put
0: on our tinfoil hats and think of what might happen next.
1: <laughs> and that was my only minor, uh, like I said earlier, when I was talking about, well, we've seen the the local being overrun by the federal. Yeah, that's a retread. But that was this was my only really like concern, if not complaint, about. Like you said, Sean, about putting cards on the table, and I'm thinking the writers must have, if they're really good, because apparently this is only going to be an 11 episode run for right now, from what I've read, anyway. And so they must have something really good to have this one bombshell put right out there on the pilot episode,
2: right? <laughs> yeah, that's because this would,
1: this would be a yeah this would be a perfect thing to keep quiet for at least a few episodes and reveal it like around seven or later but they they, they play their hand about the undersecretary right on episode one. So they must have something really good, like, do the previous group, have they infiltrated all the way to the presidency?
2: Exactly.
1: You know, yeah. I mean, if he's the undersecretary, who knows how far else they've gotten. Because the one guy from the group who survived said, how long have you been here? And the undersecretary goes, longer than you think. Yeah. Whoa! (laughs) Holy moly.
2: So, no. yeah, this is beginning to look like we're going to see, I think, Reese and Jude basically teaming up and trying to bring down the original group that showed up.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I can see
1: that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can, I can easily see that.
2: Yeah. And I'm not sure what it's going to take in Reese to. Click into that mode, because basically, she's the superior one there. So everybody is common to her, except maybe the people that came before, they may have all been Apex. We don't know.
1: Right. Well, I would say say certainly the Undersecretary was part of the Apex. If he's If he's infiltrated that far up, he's certainly not of the common group of the future. He's worked his way up for a reason. Right. So... And how he's worked his way up depends how long they've been here. Did he kind of just go through the regular channels? Did he, like, bribe and maybe kill to get his way up there? Uh, right. Not that they need to explain all that, but depends on how long he's been here as to the route that he took to get there. But, yeah, I'm just thinking maybe uh, with Reese, even though she's separate, maybe we should have called the show 48 Survivors. <laughs> oh, man. Um, <laughs> and maybe the daughter, maybe Leia, will be involved in that somehow unless this is really a take-you-out-and-harm-you virus, if that is a virus that she's showing on her arm. Right. And maybe something, or here's another possible plot twist. Something happens to her to where it's a virus to take you out. Maybe uh, Reese doesn't know this yet about Leia. Right. And, may, and maybe the other Apex people who they may, have, she and uh, Jude may team up to fight, uh, maybe they have a cure for it.
0: Ooh. That's an interesting yeah. one.
1: Right. So I'm Telling you, make me a writer on these shows.
0: What the heck? <laughs> Our tin on, hats are strong here.
1: Yeah, that's right. Come yes. on, call me up, Hollywood. I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't you know, there's a whole bunch of possibilities. But definitely, like I said, they left the two of them on that bridge alone. And that's you know, to dump a, a major plot point uh like that is like, whoa. I mean, like you were like we were saying earlier. The fact that he pulled her away from that meeting early on in the episode, and he's a higher up; he's the undersecretary, and she's right. like, yeah, "But I was going to go. No, you're coming over here. But I really over. No, no, no. You're coming over here. Over here. <laughs> yeah, come here, come here, come here. That was a red flag. Yep. Yes. And maybe this, um, the um, Homeland Security agent, maybe she'll, uh, maybe
2: she'll be torn between sides. Yeah, yeah. If she finds out the truth, then she and could. Turn on her boss immediately
1: sure then again if she's a buy the book you know her loyalty is to the department of homeland security and her country right and yeah he's the, you know undersecretary, and you know i mean there's a whole bunch of ways they could do it like maybe jude and reese could spell this out to her you know and she could just pass it off like you know you're you're partnering with her and you don't know that much about her she could be a danger and Jude, you're, you're bothered because we're not giving you a lot of access. So now you're coming up with this stuff and now you're even going to start these stories about the undersecretary of all people. <laughs> I mean, she could be caught in the middle, not knowing which way to turn. So, right.
0: Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of ways they can discredit her pretty quick.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. So they've definitely dropped a lot of crumbs, some big ones and some really teeny tiny ones. And they've definitely left it wide open for a lot of directions, which I like. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: So, I think we all agree.
1: Yeah. i give it a thumbs up. Yes.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I think I'm in for the season.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Know. Oh, if Steve's going to be here, then I'll be here, too. <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right. Well, what do you guys think? We want to hear from you. Shoot us an email at us at com, and we will read it on air, and you can tell us all the fun stuff you're thinking in your tinfoil hat theories, because... I know we're not the only ones wearing our tinfoil hat fedoras over here. So right. <laughs> tweet along with us. I'm not sure which of the three of us will be doing it, but we we are at, what is it now, Steve? 40, at 47 Survivors. Yes. Which is the new one that Steve set up for us, you know, because he's much quicker at that than I am.
1: <laughs> but. Yeah. And please, a lot of you visit it so we can find it on Google. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we we, we went through today. this long... Yeah, we went through this long discussion before we started recording about you couldn't just find it on Google. Apparently, I guess because it's so new. But when you're or uh, when you're in Twitter, you can find it lickety split. So, like, if you're already you know are a Twitter person, you'll just type in at forty seven survivors, you'll find it. But if you're like me, who is twitless, <laughs> <laughs> just to go on to Google to find it, Google's going to be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> So, please visit us!
0: But we will put it over on the website, too, to make it easy. So you can visit the website, fangirlzone.com, oh and oh, click on that, because, yeah, that way it'll be easy,
2: too. <laughs> <laughs> Get there. Oh. She's
1: so smart. I like her.
0: I'm not tech now. Would you a sometimes, So.
1: <laughs> all right.
0: And while you're at all, doing all this and playing around on the computer, why don't you rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you're finding us on? Because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends about this show, because obviously we're only one episode in, but we really want other people watching this because, like the guys have said, if they're playing this major card early, what the heck do they have up their sleeves?
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> woo <Woo-hoo.
1: laughs> That should be fun.
0: Yes. So, gentlemen...
1: It's going to... It's going to end up being a major surfing contest, and and we're and we're going to have a the Crossing and Baywatch crossover. And the Wonders will so play. Just, just look forward to that. And Steve Zahn will get back Hasselhoff on. Hasselhoff running along the beach. Yeah, he will be running in slow motion, but that'll be what that'll be without the special effects.
0: Uh, Steve Zahn will be back on guitar.
1: Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's it.
0: I would play the the song from the Wonders, but we'd probably get sued. So. On that note, (laughs) for this episode of The Crossing, I'm Sean fangirl And
2: I'm Terry. And I'm Steve.
0: And until next time.
1: Hasta la vista, baby.